Nintendo has the most video game hits. Hogan's Alley, The Legend of Zelda, and more like Metroid, Brad Racer, and you can play them only on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power. Hey everybody, Bill here. Happy to be here. Um, I, I have to say that thank you to the patrons. This this episode is brought to you by patrons like you. Get Switchcraft and all of my other content with uh, absolutely no ads in it for as little as a buck. Uh, head on over to patreon.com slash runjumpstomp to find out more how you can support making content like this. Most of the time... Uh, I record the show on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays live on my Twitch channel. Not today, though. And the reason for that is I've got a screaming headache, and I just I didn't want to turn on my studio lights. And um, it would be weird for me to stream without my studio lights on. People would just be looking at a dark room. They couldn't be able to see anything. So that's why if you went to the uh, the Twitch channel today, uh, that's why I wasn't there, but, uh, the show must go on. I got 550 episodes under my belt and it's time for number 551. And on this show, which I'm recording on Friday, July 3rd, right around three o'clock in the afternoon, we're going to be talking about loot box legislation, some controversy in the fighting game space. Um, my Initial thoughts on Ninjala after a little more time with the game and my very, very early thoughts on CrossCode. Uh, if you want to check out all of my other stuff, make sure you head on over to runjumpstomp.com and you can see lots and lots of other content just for you. Uh, before we get started, I want to remind everybody that if you go to thepodcastawards.com, uh, you can nominate your favorite podcast and I have two podcasts that I have put up for nomination I, I, you have to register um, in order to be nominated so I registered Nintendo Switchcraft and 143 pixels um, Nintendo Switchcraft has been nominated multiple times I've never won um, probably shot myself in the foot by, nom by, by registering multiple shows in the same category because now you can only vote for one, but, but you know what? It, it's just would be awesome if either one of those shows got nominated. So, uh, if you go to podcastawards.com, podcastawards.com and nominate your favorite podcast, even if it's not mine, nominate your favorite podcast in the gaming space. I would really, really appreciate it. Nominations close on July 31st at 9 p.m. Eastern time. So again, that is podcastawards.com. And you might be asking yourself, Bill, are you going to talk about this every day in July? Well, probably not every day, but every single episode there are a bunch of new people who are listening and a bunch of people who have stopped listening. And that is just how podcasts work. So um, I am going to be mentioning it quite often because that way you guys will all know that you can go to podcastawards.com and nominate uh, either Nintendo Switchcraft or 143 Pixels for Best Gaming Podcast. I wasn't sure... If I wanted to talk about this on the show, it's definitely newsworthy, but it's also 
it's 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 kind of upsetting. And I know that there's a lot of people who listen to my show because they send me messages and they say, Bill, thank you for keeping your show family friendly. And this is not a family friendly topic. So I am going to kind of dance around it a little bit because I do think that it's certainly newsworthy, but I'm... I don't want to go into details. I will say this, the details are quite easily found if you do any amount of digging on the internet. If you want to know more, that information is out there. I am not going to talk about the details on the show. There are allegations of abuse at the hands of well-known personalities in the competitive Smash community. The victims of this alleged abuse may have been underage when the abuse occurred. Nintendo has replied, uh, responded to this, and they said, At Nintendo, we are deeply disturbed by the allegations raised against certain members of the competitive gaming community. They are absolutely impermissible. We want to make it clear that we condemn all acts of violence, harassment, and exploitation against anyone, and that we stand with the victims. And uh, this is coming as a quote from IGN. Now, it's not just limited to uh, Smash. It's also uh, included in Evo. Evo is a huge fighting game tournament. And uh, here is Evo's uh, statement. Uh, They said, over the past 24 hours, in response to serious allegations recently made public on Twitter, we have made the first of a series of important decisions regarding the future of our company. Effective immediately, Joey, and I don't know how to say his last name, Kualar, will no longer be involved with Evo in any capacity. We are currently working towards his complete separation from the company and have relieved him of all of his responsibilities. But this was not before a bunch of um, partners uh, canceled their their intentions to uh, work with Evo, and so Evo has been canceled. Capcom pulled out, Mortal Kombat uh, pulled out of the agreement, and a bunch of others have all said, listen, uh, what's going on here is not cool, uh, so we are not going to bar- be participating in Evo. Then, once it was clear that a uh, majority of the uh, of the participants would no longer be participating in Evo, Evo had really no choice but to cancel. So Evo has been canceled. Even and this is Evo Online. Uh, they were doing an online version of Evo uh, in 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 response to COVID-19, rather than having everybody get together in person, they were going to do an online tournament, which is why Smash was not included. But the competitive gaming scene, it has this this current, the all of these allegations of abuse. And there's, there is multiple ways to look at this. The first is to say that right now, these are only allegations. Nothing has been proven, and so, you know, in in the country where I'm sitting right now, where I record this show, we have the idea of innocent until proven guilty. And while 
I fully agree with the idea of innocent until proven guilty. I also kind of have a tendency to err on the side of the victim, especially in cases like this, because the victims have a very little to gain by coming forward and telling the world what has happened to them. So I, I have a tendency to believe the victims when they say whatever has happened to them. But it is still just allegations and nothing has been 100% proven. I think that Evo did the right thing canceling. I think that all of the, um, the participating games that have decided not to participate in Evo before it was canceled, I think they have all done the right thing. I think that it sends a strong message that, look, the gaming community has good people and has bad people in it. And we're not going to protect the bad people in the gaming community. And I think that that's an important thing to do. All right. I'm going to stop talking about this because it's it's sad and depressing. We're going to talk about something else. Mario is an Italian plumber who, under your control, enters the Mushroom Kingdom to fight off killer turtles and deadly ducks until he can rescue the Princess Toadstool. I'm going to try and keep this uh, as quick and clear as I possibly can. I was really, really struggling with Ninjala, and while I still kind of am terrible at the game... I understand a little bit more after reading some lengthy posts about how the game works. I will say this, the game does not include a real tutorial, and that is going to do the game all kinds of harm. The The, the developers need to make a real tutorial which explains how the game works. What they're doing now is foolish, lazy, and will hurt their game in the long run. But let me tell you how combat works in Ninjala. You have your attack button, which is your right trigger. You also have uh, your left trigger, which allows you to uh, blow a bubble, which you can then shoot that bubble. Or if you have enough uh, Shinobi energy, which is your S energy bar at the bottom uh, left of the screen, uh, you can make a giant weapon. We'll get back to the giant weapons in a little bit. Let's say that you and I are both with small weapons and we're both fighting each other and we're attacking each other by hitting that right trigger. Well, if I'm not pushing anything other than the right trigger, I will be doing a neutral or forward attack. If you are also hitting nothing but the right trigger, you are doing a neutral or forward attack. But there are other attacks that are in the game. So there's the neutral or forward attack, then there is the wide attack, and then there is the back attack. You do the wide attack by pushing down on the joystick when you do your attack, and you do your back attack by pushing either left or right on the joystick when you do your attack. A neutral attack will defeat a wide attack. A wide attack will defeat a back attack, and a back attack will defeat a neutral attack. If you're struggling to follow this, look in the show notes. I included a picture to help you understand this a little bit more. 
So let's talk about what happens when we both do the same attack. Uh, this is going to give us the opportunity to do an S-burst. So you and I both do a neutral attack at each other. Uh, you can then, uh, what's going to happen is it'll pop up on the screen with ZL, uh, telling you to hit that, that left trigger. And basically what happens is you can then spend S energy in order to unleash an S burst and parry your opponent's move. Uh, using an S burst will require five or more units of your Shinobi energy. Again, that little bar on the bottom left. However, if you do this and your opponent anticipates that you're going to do this, they can use what's called a break attack. A break attack is, is, uh, done by hitting the R button on your controller. And if I'm, it, let's say you and I are fighting, we go into, we both do a neutral attack, the, the ZL button pops up on screen, you hit the ZL button, and I do a break attack by hitting my R button, you are going to become what is called gum bound, which is basically um, a bunch of gum surrounds you, and now you cannot move or act. And then I can wail on you as much as I want. I think like four times or something like that. And if I kill you in that in that gumbine spa uh, state, I will then score an epon, which is a whole bunch of extra points. So hopefully that makes sense to you. Um, let's talk about the big weapons. All right, the big weapons are uh, crafted when you have enough S energy. I believe that you have to have eight S energy in order to make a big weapon. In order to get more S energy, because you start with four, you can go around the map and beat up these drones. And if you destroy a drone, you will get an S energy. So you want to break four drones at the beginning of the match in order to get enough S energy to craft a big weapon. And here's why. If I have a big weapon and you have a small weapon, and we both do a neutral attack at each other, the big weapon wins. So now, my neutral attack will defeat your neutral attack. My neutral attack will defeat your um, wide attack. And the that means now, I have a, uh, a much increased chance. I've got a 66% chance of winning a, uh, a parry with you. So let's do a quick wrap up to make sure that I summarize everything. Get out there, destroy four drones. You destroy the four drones to get enough S energy in order to make a big weapon. Now that you've got a big weapon, you're going to win two out of three matchups when it comes to the parry system. So you go and you hit somebody. If the parry system pops up on their screen, it's going to say ZL. And because the game does such a bad job teaching people how to play the game, they're going to see ZL on the screen and they're automatically going to hit ZL. And when they hit that ZL button, that gives you the opportunity to hit your R button to break their S burst and gum bind them. Then you can hit them a few more times with your big weapon and get a free Epon. Sounds very, very confusing. This is a game that has a a visual appeal that a lot of kids I think will really, really enjoy, but the combat is very complex 
And I think that those two things together are going to make the game struggle unless the developers do a good thing and explain how to play this game in the game. They need to build a tutorial that goes over everything that I just told you because it's too complex for them to show it in that quick little YouTube video. And honestly, it's far too complex for you to really understand from what I just said on this podcast. So I don't even know why I did it. I started a new goal on Patreon and we are already 38% of the way there. This, which is kind of bananas to me. Um, This goal is basically a new podcast series about retro games. And if you want to help make that happen, then head on over to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. And if we hit this goal, if we get this little goal bar on that page up to 100%, right now we're at 38%, then what we will do is make a brand new podcast series about retro games. But it's going to take a lot of work for me. And so I'm not going to do it unless people are serious about wanting to hear it. All right. So head on over to patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp, and you can become a patron for as little as a dollar a month and uh, push that little 38% number up towards 100%. When we hit 100%, as long as we are at 100%, I'm going to keep making these episodes about these old retro games. It'll be very, very similar to the NES archive. If you've been listening to my content for any length of time, you probably remember those uh, from a long time ago. Now, uh, if you are a patron, you get to vote on the game that I cover each episode. And if you're a patron that pledges at the early access tier and this podcast gets made, then you will also get early access to that podcast, as well as 143 Pixels. And speaking of 143 Pixels, I just wanted to let everybody know that I'm currently in the process of uploading all of my completed episodes of 143 Pixels, and the uh, patrons who get who are on the early access tier get access to those uh, early. So uh, head on over to patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. Find out more about how you can help me make content like this. Hey, paisanos, it's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show! Platinum Games has upset a bunch of people because they are choosing to fulfill their uh, wonderful 101 sales from the U.S. to the U.K. Well, why would this matter? Well, if... Uh, you ordered the game through the Kickstarter page, Uh, the physical rewards are shipped out of the United States, which means that any applicable uh, VAT, that's value-added tax, or regional tariffs, would then have to be paid by the person who bought the game. Now, Platinum Games says, we told you this on our FAQ, so this is not our problem. The problem is, though... According to some people, and I have no way of knowing this, but according to some people, the the FAQ was updated in February after some people had made orders. 
and that FAQ did not originally state that it would be shipped out of the United States. And so they're upset that they have to pay this VAT or tariffs as the game comes in from the United States. It seems weird to me that uh, Platinum Games decided to um, sell this game by way of Kickstarter when they didn't need Kickstarter in order to make the game. The game was done when they started the Kickstarter. So for them to use Kickstarter was really kind of a gimmick in order to build hype about the game. And I don't know, it just feels wrong. And then to turn around and expect that their customers will have to pay the VAT or regional tariffs when the, the, the stuff arrives, that doesn't seem good either. Now, I, I have run into this myself. Um, not not on the receiving end, but on the uh, on the sending end. Um, I've done some contests on the show before, and I opened it up to worldwide. Um, and we had somebody from uh, from the UK win the contest, and so I shipped them something. And when that something arrived, they had to pay the VAT or tariffs on it. And I didn't know that that was going to happen ahead of time. But then again, I'm not a company. Platinum Games is like a big company. They should know this stuff. I'm just some some dork in his basement. Basement? Attic. I don't know why I said basement. I'm some dork in his attic. Uh, so, like, I didn't know that stuff. But they should know this stuff. They're like a real company. They're not a guy in an attic. Anyway, um, kind of not cool. And uh, I don't like the way that they responded. To, to, for them to say, look, it was on our FAQ, but it wasn't on their FAQ until February and there were orders placed in January? Just, something is not adding up right. What do you guys think? Speaking of the UK, the House of Lords is calling loot boxes gambling. Now, first off, I have to stop right here and say the House of Lords... What is the House of Lords? That sounds cool. The House of Lords is the gambling committee in the UK, which decides what is what is and is not gambling. And the House of Lords, which I'm going to say at least three more times before the end of the podcast because uh, it sounds cool, uh, they said, the government must act immediately to bring loot boxes within the remit of gambling legislation and regulation. There is an academic research which proves that there is a connection, though not necessarily a causal link, between loot box spending and problem gambling. So they're saying, look, there's nothing here. This is what the House of Lords is saying. There's nothing here that, that says that video games are causing problem gambling. But what the House of Lords is saying is that there is a link between problem gambling and loot boxes, meaning that if you are somebody who suffers from problem gambling, loot boxes are going to be a problem for you, and such they should be regulated by the House of Lords. And there's my third time saying it, before the end of the podcast. So um, I think that this is great. There is a problem, though. The UK is a pretty small 
um, market. It's a pretty small market. And what I worry would happen, unless other countries join in, is that games with loot boxes simply won't be sold in those countries anymore. And I'm not calling for loot boxes to be banned. I'm just calling for them to be regulated. I, I, for me personally, I think if a game has a loot box mechanic, then it should be rated M or whatever they call it over uh, in Europe. Okay, it should be rated M for mature in order to more accurately explain to the the consumer that this particular thing may have something in it that you don't want your kid doing. And that's the whole point of the ESRB, right? That's what it's for. It's it's there to warn a consumer against the contents of a video game. And we have currently games that are rated E for everyone, like ages three and up, like Peggy 3, I think, is what FIFA is, is uh, rated. And it is packed to the gills with loot boxes. And loot boxes, in my opinion, and you can feel free to disagree with me. On, on Twitter, I'm at RunJumpStomp. Feel free to tell me why I'm wrong, okay? But loot boxes are gambling. You are spending real money in order to get a thing that you are hoping for, and you may or may not get that thing. That is the very definition of gambling. And it doesn't matter to me if you can then turn around and take that and turn the items into real money, although in some games you can, if it is a, if, if the item is something that you want, then that item has value. And if the item has value, and you're spending money to hopefully get an item of value, then that is gambling, in my opinion. Tell me why I'm wrong if you want. That's totally fine. Uh, I think that it's great that the House of Lords, four times, uh, has decided to call loot boxes gambling. I hope other countries follow suit. Uh, we have run into this in the past where uh, there are, I can't I can't remember off the top of my head which company it was, or con- country it was. I think it might have been Belgium, but I could be wrong. I think Belgium said uh, loot boxes are gambling and you can't, do that in this country, we're going to regulate the hell out of it. And so because the Belgium market is kind of small, the video game companies, including Nintendo, just said, well, we just won't bring our games uh, that have that mechanic to your country, which that doesn't solve anything because now they have, they've taken these games, which it should be okay for adults to play unless of course you suffer from um <laughs> from uh problem gambling um they they've now taken that away from you so there's a problem there i think that i think that there's a problem there anyway moving on um oh yeah i got to hit a button double dragon 3 the ultimate in nes martial arts action continues with all new weapons characters and street fighting moves against the world's most awesome villains. Double Dragon 3 from Acclaim. The action keeps coming. The last thing that I'm going to talk about today is, and I know I'm going long. I apologize for that. 
this is what happens when chat's not here to uh, shut me up. Um, the last thing that I'm going to talk about today is CrossCode. Uh, CrossCode is a game I received a review copy for. I'm very, very early game. The presentation of it reminds me of Fantasy Star, but Fantasy Star is a turn-based game, and this is very much an action game. The game takes place in an MMO. You play as the avatar of a player that doesn't have any memories, which is really weird. Um, like I said, I'm just past the tutorial. I've got more to do in the game. Um, the action is really cool. You have uh, att you have melee attacks, which can hit enemies up close, and then you have a ranged attack. The range attack, you aim with the right stick, and the longer that you are aiming for, the better the aim gets. So if I tilt the right stick, there'll be like these two lines that will slowly start sweeping in the direction of where I'm going to shoot, and then when, uh, when they are... Uh, really close together, my accuracy is going to be really, really high, and I'll do more damage that way. And then I can hit my attack button to throw like this uh, bouncy ball out. And uh, the, you you basically use the the projectiles in combat as well as for puzzle elements. So like you might have to bounce some uh, a ball off a couple of walls in order to hit uh, a, a switch to open up a gate for you to go through. Uh, you also have a dodge mechanic, which allows you to hit the L button in order to dodge away if a big attack is coming in. I think that this game is really interesting. I love the art style. It, Like I said, it reminds me of Fantasy Star. I, I think I may have said Final Fantasy earlier. I meant to say Fantasy Star. Um, it very much reminds me of Fantasy Star just in its presentation not in the way that it plays. And one of the things about Fantasy Star that always got my attention was its presentation. So I'm going to play more of this, and I will have more to say on future episodes. So, you know, keep coming back, and uh, you can hear more about CrossCode on the Nintendo Switch. When you've lost your last man, hold A and B to continue where you left off. Do this before the title screen appears. I've talked for a very long time, and now I'm going to shut up. But before I shut up, I'm going to thank our producers. These are the people who are pledging at the producer level or higher, and that list keeps on growing. Thank you very much. You guys are blowing me away with the support. Um, I'm, I'm just blown away. So thank you very much to Abigail13, Orange Thunder, Paul Bramblett, Bowser, Eric Smith, Jordan Fords, Matt Hadfield, Travis McGuire, Trucker Paul, you guys are amazing, as are all of our patrons. If you want to join the Patreon, head on over to patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Also, join our community on our Discord. There's over 1,400 people on our community Discord at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. That's 1,400 people waiting for you to join and talk about video games with them. There's an incredibly friendly bunch uh, again, that URL is runjumpstomp.com slash discord. The music that you are about to hear is Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. I'm out of here. I hope that you all have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.
This show is part of the Giant Size Team-Up Network. For more information, check us out at gstu.net.